Okay, welcome in Rollpreneurs to our latest podcast episode. Uh, my special guest today is John McMichael, who's a group CEO of Image Group International. It's an award-winning image consultant and personal branding pioneer who works with business leaders, entrepreneurs, and change makers to position, leverage, and monetize business and personal objectives with an entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial holistic approach. Well, that's a mouthful. His best-selling book, Life Branding, was a leading voice for authentic personal branding when it was published in 2002. He's passionate about individual freedom and prosperity. John believes people deserve the opportunity to maximize their personal brand power and influence and impact. He has an aesthetic uh, career spanning from being a designer for Christian Dior brand and manufacturing distribution retail sports management, business consulting and joint venture uh, creation spanning four continents. Welcome, Michael, to, um, John, to the show. Thank you, John. Uh, great to be here and I look forward to uh, having a great interview with you. Cool. All right, so let's just dig into uh, a little bit of background because most people like to know a little bit about uh, who we're talking to. So just give me a bit of an idea of um, you know what, what your background was like and I noticed you, you worked for some pretty big brands over the years. So just give us a bit of a sort of a helicopter view of how that came about. Thank you. Well, look, I've had an eclectic career because I'm an eclectic personality. I like a lot of different things. You know, probably too many things for one lifetime. But the, uh, you know... I've, Growing up, I always had the, uh, the privilege for my folks to go and do whatever I wanted to do. And I know how great that is because, you know, I meet a lot of clients today that did not have that same opportunity. So basically, um, I started off as a designer, um, uh, fashion designer, and I uh, worked for the Christian Dior brand, uh, numerous other brands as well, that evolved me to start my own manufacturing plant at a time in Australia when you could do that, you know, so we had about 200 people. We evolved to have also a distribution business in fashion, bringing some of the great brands like Giorgio Armani, Gucci, Prada, and so on, before these big retailers had stores in Australia. Okay, so we're going back, you know, 30-odd years ago. That also then led to... A chain of retail stores and they were very upmarket menswear stores that basically uh, we did fit mall as well but these were the, the actual retail was menswear um, and it was specifically catering to executive men um, you know so high level um, professionals uh, that wanted basically to present in a way uh, that you know maximized all their opportunities in the business world. And, of course, personal, but definitely, uh, you know, how to present with impact. Gotcha, yeah. So that was the business, you know. So, you know, we did a lot of exciting things. There were a lot of, of obviously, learnings along the way there. Um, but the, re you know, example, and this is important because it's very current today, the reason we went into retail was because we wanted to have total control of our operation. In wholesale, it was hard getting paid. In retail, of course, we thought we could control our own destiny. Of course, the problem was that, though, is in retail, then you discover that you have to deal with landlords in big shopping centers mm -hmm. that times then are running, you know, another racket, right, with rents and so on, yeah. that also then create other pressures. Mm -hmm. So eventually that led me, um, you know, to run and decide how I'm going to basically become a consultant, uh, you know, without all this stuff, all these headaches, right, rah, rah, rah. So I had 10 stores at one time and decided, you know, 
to start a consultancy business. Now, how did that happen? I read a great book by one of the gurus in San Francisco called Robert Fontaine. Uh, and another book, uh, and that book was called uh, Dressing to Win. The other book was called uh, uh, Dress for Success by John Malloy, the founder, the, you know, the, the founder of this whole movement mm. back in the 70s. So what did I do? Uh, uh, I contacted John Malloy. I went and worked with him in New York for about 10 days uh, in all sorts of crazy little projects. That was fantastic. Uh, and at the same time, came back to Australia, read the book Addressing to Win and decided to send an email uh, to the publisher of that book, uh, Double Day in New York, so I can you know, get to speak to the author, Robert Ponte. Right, yeah. I did that. I got a, I got a, uh, a call two days later. Not, well, actually, it wasn't a call. It was a Talex, right? <laughs> and basically, with all his information, I called that number. Robert at that time was in Hawaii. Um, at his holiday house, and I said to him, hey, um, I read your book, I loved it, I think you're fantastic, rah, 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 I'd love to come and meet you. He said, well, I'm in you know, holidays, rah, 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 uh, I'm relaxing, but, you know, if we get the chance on the track, I said to him this, look, what I'm going to do is I'm coming to Honolulu in the next week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get off at the airport and call you. If you're free, you'll see me. If not, maybe next time. Well, it took me two weeks. <laughs> I got on a plane, uh, decided I'm going to do some business in Los Angeles via Honolulu. I get off at the airport, call Robert Ponte. Hello, uh, this is John Michael from Australia. Remember me? He said, of course, rah, rah, rah. He said, where are you? I said, I'm at the airport. He said, great, stay there. I'll come and get you. Nice. And what had happened was I went and stayed with him for three days and he showed me around the traps of Honolulu, how he basically dressed the celebrities and the um, socialites right. uh, of, you know, of uh, the city. When I got back to Australia after that trip, I negotiated with him and we became partners. Right. I became partners uh, by launching him first in the biggest seminar of his life in, in um, Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia that led to seminars all over Asia. He had never been to Asia to do seminars, and that was our first. And basically, it was big numbers. We made good money, and that was the, the catalyst for our new relationship for the next five years. That basically, I was his longest-serving partner in his life. By the way, personal uh, you know, uh, we're talking about from a business partnership point of view. So that was the catalyst that basically got me to go and run seminars, workshops for myself right. and also to launch our coaching business. Um, and at the same time, uh, evolved to coaching over 400 image consultants, personal branding around the world. Well, tell me something about that. Like you said, you contacted him and he basically, um, you know, he agreed to, to, to take the call. Do you think that's really something that... In nowadays is harder to do. Like it's almost like if I if you try and go after someone nowadays and try and meet with them, how did you get that meeting in the first place? Like is that, no, is that hard? No, I, I don't think. I don't, look, when you say is it harder to do, it's a yes and no answer. Mm -hmm. In our system, we got a, a system that we developed called Vouch. Yeah. And what it means basically is, look, I can guarantee you, I can connect with anyone on the planet, and I'm talking about anyone, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. if that was necessary. But it's how you do that. Yep. 
It's how do you create a compelling offer enough that would say, yes, I want to, I want to get to meet this guy, you know? And I can tell you, I, you know, I've taught that system um, to young kids at the age of 19 and 20 that have connected with billionaires by the, at that age. Wow. Now, I, I, and I'm not joking. So the honest truth is, you know, I asked the audience, how many billionaires did you get to meet at 18 and 19 or 20? It's an approach. It's a way of being. It's a way of how you think, right? And it's about basically taking, you know, taking control uh, of mindset that you can do anything, really. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing that could ever happen, John? People say, say no. no. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much all they're going to say, right? Exactly. Mm. And we know knowing negotiations basically means an opportunity for more conversations. Sure. Yeah. You know, you know that's all it means. It means nothing else. Mm. Okay. So, you know, from that point of view, um, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I did what I had to do without even thinking about it at that time, you know, rationalizing. Already, subconsciously. You know, <laughs> subconsciously did it. Mm. Sorry? You're subconsciously competent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just mm. putting it out there, you know. And my first seminar, by the way, was done the same thing. First seminar was done, by the way, for the Amway Corporation. Okay, yeah. 3,000 people pay me good money. I've never done a seminar before in my life. So this goes, this is the first time I've said this publicly in an open <laughs> forum like this. Okay. Got paid very well. My friends and everyone said, what, what are you going to do? You've never done this before. I said, look, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go out there for 45 minutes and have fun. Mm-hmm. I said, if I fail, trust me, everyone's going to laugh. They're going to think I'm a fool, but yeah. I'll be still alive to try again. Yeah, it won't kill you. <laughs> it's not going to kill, kill you. <laughs> okay, it's so I, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why in our subject today, this is why it's so essential in, in, you know, in covering some of this stuff, this mm. background stuff, mm. because this is what I do with my clients. Everyone has an inner need to self-express, yeah. but we're afraid to bring it out. And we've got stories that are operating in our heads mm. from a long time ago, most likely, that are holding us back. So part of this you know, work is really to give you permission to really express yourself. Okay, but do it in a way that it's productive, mm-hmm. you know, and and really kick some goals, um, business or personal, uh, as opposed to just you know really ad hoc. That at times has got no structure. So that sort of lends into the the question I sort of have is about personal branding because. Um, you know, obviously, and we, we talked about this off camera before about the concept, the fact that the personal branding is something that's sort of more recent than it used to be. Um, I think probably mainly to do with social media and stuff like that. But what, what, why is it so important today, that personal brand, as it was, say, 10 years ago? John, thank you very much for asking that. Obviously, if, if I could say one, it'd be immediately trust. Mm-hmm. Trust is at the lowest level in living memory. It's at the lowest for uh, institutions. Um, of course, the Banking Royal Commission showed that in Australia. Yeah. Uh, Wall Street, uh, financial institutions all over the world have got a lot of things they have to answer to, right? Mm. On how we've we got to this. Uh, we've got basically, uh, obviously, politicians that are not trusted. Our, our education system's not trusted. And of course, religion and so on. 
do I have to say more? Mm-hmm. So all the things we've been conditioned to trust, trust has been taken away. That has a, you know, and that has a real effect then on everybody, including small businesses, entrepreneurs, and startups, and so on, mm-hmm. and professionals. You know, that's how it happens. Of course, if you don't trust the authorities at this level, you know, at this level down here, it's going to be like 10, 100 times worse. Yeah. That's why authentic personal branding is essential. Bring out your authenticity. The thing with authenticity, though, is if you're going to be truly authentic as opposed to spin, is you've got to make yourself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You've got to own your vulnerability because if you don't own that you know the bullshit meter will show up very quickly especially with us aussies that like you know he's full of crap right (laughs) so so you know it's it's basically an essential component that's what he builds trust but to keep it simple because um personal branding's only come into vogue in the last 15 odd years and you did say correctly with social media Social media is not personal branding, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, social media is just a platform that promotes personal brand, yep. good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> what I'd like to probably focus more today is the personal image you have that is part of personal branding yep. that then influences your reputation. Would that work for you? Yeah, that makes sense because I think... I think you're right about this whole social media thing. People think that that they've got a personal brand because they, you know, they've got so many followers and all this sort of stuff. And the reality is that it's it's more to it than that, right? It's a lot more than that. And so, so you know, the question I have, if we look at personal image, and personal image is one of those sensitive subjects that it brings up at times emotional issues for people, okay? because it reminds them, you know, and uh, it reminds them maybe of something that's happened in the past, okay. Uh, it might have been bullying at school, uh, you know, discrimination in the workplace. So it, it brings up a lot of issues for people. Mm. But it's, a, it's one of those, you know, it's one of those emotional challenges that if you face, you'll have probably the biggest transformation in your life or one of the biggest. Yeah? Yep. So the question I have is, you know, really, uh, does your, you know, and this is a, a question I pose to the audience, okay, to your listeners, is this, you know, does your image matter to you? Mm. Mm. you know and, and it, that's the first leading question is it you know does it matter particularly if you're introvert or an extrovert in this scenario like you see a lot of very very successful introverts in the in the in the in the personal branding market right i mean you look at some of the guys like even richard branson says he's an introvert yes yeah, so i my it's a great question most of my successful personal brands are introverts right and I'll explain to you why. Mm. And they are researchers, um, uh, IT guys, engineers. Um, uh, of course, I've got surgeons, right, that are fairly introverted. Mm. Um, you know, as opposed to as opposed to the other side, where they're more maybe extrovert, like marketing, sales, and so on. But most successful is the introverts. Why? Because introverts basically, you know, generally fairly smart right, or very smart, but they haven't really realized the power of external image. They're more into their heads, Mm. right? 
And when they discover the power of that, they become more holistic and say, this is what they say to me. John, how long has this been around? I've always avoided this, yeah? Especially especially techie-type guys or, or anyone around that space because now they're getting noticed in a different way. And notice I'm not talking about by some, you know, uh, fancy way, fancy clothes or any of that, although that could be part of that as well. I'm talking about they're getting noticed visually um, and in a way that matters mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, you're just a hack in the back room. Yep. Okay. So it's about, so the question I ask is, does your image matter to you? Mm. Now, if you're honest about that, um, then basically that will reveal all sorts of other things then moving forward. Make sense? Yep, makes sense. Okay. And based, you know, and, and that's an important one. So let's have some fun with this, John. Yep. Does your image ma- matter to you? And I think it does because at the end of the day, um, if you're going to attract the right sort of customers, you have to be... You know, they have to feel that they're comfortable with you to start with. And, and I work a lot on trying to make that comfortability before that first conversation because that's that first appearance is that first, you know, first few seconds of seeing something. That's when people make decisions, isn't it? For sure. First impressions, right? Five, mm. five seconds, mm. you know. And you're gone. So they say the power of first impressions. So that's great. Well, obviously, you know, you've you've thought about that. Obviously, I prompted you. Mm. Yeah. Sure. But, you know, we're... We are thinking this either consciously or unconsciously. And at times, if you're not thinking about it, you've never asked that question, well, mm-hmm. this is an opportunity to ask that question. And if that if, if that works then from that point of view, then I ask the next question. Yeah? You know, are you happy with your image? I.e., including and under image you're gonna put also your style and presentation. Mm. Um, me personally, I think I'm always improving. Like I'm always looking at it and it and it's not just it's the way that we present the business as well. So in conjunction yeah. with that sort of scenario, so the branding, the, the graphic design, all those colorings, all those things that we look at all the time thinking, well, is that consistent? And it's something we notice with a lot of clients is they have this inconsistency in their brand when, when you look at their websites and when you look at their the way they operate. And, and I think that's the bit that I'm always looking at. Because we do it for other people too, I think to a degree it's like probably more conscious about it. But that brand consistency, the being consistent across the board, um, you know, even if even in social media, where you look at a scenario where is the photo the same in all the different platforms, or is it different? Is it why yeah. is it different? Well, because it just felt like putting something else up that day. Well, then you yeah, yeah. kind of gone random. Yeah. So what you're talking about is congruency, right? Mm. Being congruent, and and that's the thing. You know, it's so a good example of that is let's say you're an innovator or a creative, yep. and you're doing a presentation to a, a boardroom. Okay, or to a group of investors, uh, or to your clients, mm-hmm. and you get in front of a room, and you're saying I'm an innovator and so on, and you pick up your phone, right, while you're doing a presentation or whatever, and it's a phone from 1982, one of those big bricks NECs. Yep. So that's an incongruency. Yes. <laughs> okay, because you're saying creative, innovative, and yep. your phone is saying, you know, a prehistoric. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Now we do that every day with different visual images. Mm. Okay, we do that in very subtle ways. Mm. If people like you, trust you, and respect you, though, and you're at the top, that's the right reputation. You'll get away with a lot of this. Mm. Okay, but you've created hurdles for yourself. 
Yeah, you got some credits. Why argue, <laughs> yeah, my argument to my clients is why are you creating hurdles? Life mm. has already got too many ups to go on. Why don't we make it more easy and sort of, you know, stream downhill as opposed to uphill? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, what I say to my clients is, you know, why take the stairs when you can take the elevator? <laughs> exactly. Okay. You fit. Oh, by the way, by the way, I'm a, I do believe in health big time. Yeah, that's for sure. But, <laughs> plenty of people but, get locked in stairwells. I'll tell you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's you know. So if that's you know, if if that first question that you have with your image, you answered either. You said yes and evolving constantly, and that's a great attitude. Yeah. You know, the next question that comes from that is: Is your image serving you? Mm. Mm. And sometimes uh, in today's world, especially with political correctness gone out of control, you'll never know if it's serving you now because the feedback you'll get most likely, if you do get feedback, Mm. will be very skewed. Predominantly negative, isn't it? Exactly. Get more negative than positive in general. You might get, yeah. I mean, but but what I'm saying is a lot of the weasel language today Mm. confuses people. Yep. It's not. It doesn't give you clarity, yes or no. Mm. It's it's all airy fairy, you know, weasel language that basically makes you feel good, right? Mm. But doesn't get you to act yep. or certainly go into action and really create, um, you know, just it's all feeling stuff, right? Now the point around that is: is your image serving you? That's from a business or a personal point of view, you know. So that's a very honest question. Sometimes they'll. And most times, sometimes it's hard for you to recognize that by yourself. Do you find that in some cases the the well-meaning friends do you more harm than good in that scenario? That's right. It's a combination because, and you can't blame your friends or even relatives for that matter, you know, Mm. partners, because everyone, you see that everyone's basically invested in a relationship. Yep. And we know, we know, you know, for somebody to come like that at you, doesn't work in really close relationships, mm. you know, mm. unless you've actually made a bond that that's the way you're going to be. But how many relationships do you know that are like that, really? Yeah, people are very sensitive, particularly. Very sensitive, especially mm. when it comes to personal image, mm. you know, the way you look, body shape, all that sort of stuff. But mm. for me, in the work I do, it's about owning whatever you've got, okay? It's not about, you know, changing your, you know, your your facial structure through whatever, right? You know, it's about owning whatever you've got, you've got. We create magic with what you've got. Yep. Okay? That's the bottom line. Doesn't matter if you're that big, that thin, that tall, that short. We will deal with whatever, you know, we have to deal with, okay? And create magic out of that because part of the big conversation here, as you've already probably realized big time is, it's the mindset that comes from this. Mm. you know um so so you know there's so my style my holistic approach is i'm talking about external image now but i'm i'm threading it in with internal image mm. the two are working together make sense yep and and, and obviously that comes out of concurrency because if you're not connected to that thing you basically people will pick up on then you're lying or trying to be inconsistent with what your brand is spot on absolutely mm. so this about you know bringing out your authenticity Okay, being congruent with what you're putting out there, mm-hmm. and the and the and the last question I ask is, so if your image is not serving you, business or personal, okay, and you know, then 
If not, have you considered this? How much it's costing you? Mm. And we know the cost, uh, you know, we know the cost also is by being sort of inaction. Mm-hmm. Inaction, you know, if you're not, you're either in action or inaction, right? Yep. Okay. So if you're not basically um, at least giving that a shot, especially if you've had a little bit of feedback or you've got a bit of a sense, but you know what? You don't even need that. If mm-hmm. you look in the mirror and honestly say, you know what? I want to maximize all my potential out there. And I know that my personal image matters, even if at times I've convinced myself it doesn't. Mm. Okay, or some politically correct story says it doesn't. Yep. You know, I was, at, I was at a book launch uh, on Sunday uh, and the great speaker and, you know, one of the um, presenters there was fully covered in tattoos. She said... When she meets people with tattoos, she judges them on their tattoos. <laughs> so, so this is the point, right? Human beings will judge. Yep. Doesn't matter how many rules and regulations are brought in mm. by politicians that want to get reelected. Yep. Okay, they will judge. Now, in business, we know you know they judge instantly. You've already said that with the presentation of your business. Yep. Okay. Yeah. They judge because trust is everything. And today trust has disappeared, mm-hmm. disappearing and you know, very quickly. So your image is the visual part of your personal brand that makes up your reputation. Yeah. So you gotta start with that. You can't go in denial with that. If you do, you're gonna have to visit that again anyway. Mm-hmm. And anyway, if you're like it's gonna get you, right? <laughs> if you're, well, if you're fed income about it, right? Mm. Okay. Now you could say, well, you know what? By the way, this is not about uh, when I talk about image, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, you've got to be in a suit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people sometimes think, you know, power presenting well is a suit. We're not talking about that. That could be part of what you're doing, depending what, you know, what sort of vocation you're in, what sort of messages you want to get out and so on. But that's not what we're talking about here. So, you know, the, the job of your personal image is really to make your job in selling yourself redundant. Mm. Yep. You don't have to sell yourself. Mm. Mm. You know, because you instantly look the part, whatever it is, yep. by owning that, being congruent with you, not creating something that's fake or false. Mm. Okay? Mm. You know, and that's the beautiful bit about this, because in the end, as a human being, you're still gonna dress anyway. That's right. You got to put some clothes on. You get arrested. Yeah, you, right? you still, you know, you still got to comb your hair, or sh- shape your hair. And of course, all women yeah. makeup and so on, yeah. right? You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to do it anyway. Sure. Parts of that. Mm. I mean, you don't have to do anything, by the way. You can no. go out there naked if you like, right? But you know, I've told long. Some, <laughs> well, I've told this to some of my clients. You know what they said? Uh, they said, "John, I got more attention with my clothes than I got naked." <laughs> I love that, right? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. So meaning your clothes talk, your yep. grooming talks. But people will not give you the feedback these days as much as they did in the past because mm. they worried about all the other stuff that's going on in the background. Okay. Yeah, yeah, true. So, you know, the work we do around that is, you know, is really to draw that out because our job is to maximize your value, your potential, you know, your life. Okay. Mm. Uh, and and you know, and we're passionate about doing that in that way without, you know, without basically 
holding back on stuff that really you need to know about, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because what, as you know very well, um, in marketing and, and business general, people want things, yeah. yeah? We give them what they want, but what I'm interested in is what they really need. Yeah, true. Mm. Okay? And part of the work is giving them also what they need that they're mm. not even thinking about, you know, haven't even thought about. So, you know, question about your image then is what do you want your image to represent in the world? Yeah. You know, what do you want it to represent? Good example is, for instance, and I'll give you the positives, right? Strong image. Yeah. The opposite of that is weak image, mm. right? Trusted. Opposite of that is you're not trusted, mm. okay? And you can be trusted visually 100%. Mm. There's a psychology in dress. Mm. And the last bit is, as example, is like you said also before, likable or relatable. Mm. If you can't relate, yeah, you can't build connection. Mm. From a business personal point of view, this is essential. You know, so your image also then from a personal point of view, what can it do for you? Confidence. It goes up. Because when you look in the mirror, you start to feel good about yourself because everything's okay, by the way. Mm. We're all going to die eventually anyway. Yeah, exactly right? right. When you don't know when you're going to be up. <laughs> yeah, so think about it, right? Why not maximize what you've got today and have some fun doing it? And that's what we do. Fun mm. is essentially what I do. If there was no fun, man, I wouldn't be doing it. No, no. For Assertiveness. Sure. You get more assertive. Mm. If anyone knows anything about negotiation, negotiation is everything. It's not just words, okay? Yeah. That's, non that's the verbal aspect. Then there's, you've got the non-verbal. Mm. You know, and the example I give you there is, you know, when you, you know, and I'm going to be provocative here. When you see a, a, somebody presenting like a loser, and I use that word with love and compassion, right? You know, I'm sorry, that's that's how we are as human beings. No, it's not about judgments, right? It's about okay, that's fine. Keep away from me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's it's mm. yeah, it's like. You know, I don't want to attract that in my life. I want to attract abundance, right? I want to attract, you know, I want to attract um, positivity. And I want to attract no denial wealth, okay, uh, as opposed to poverty and scarcity, yeah? Mm. Yep. That's what empowerment's all about. So it gives you, in, you know, from a business point of view, uh, well, I said confidence, assertiveness on purpose. Mm -hmm. And from a business point of view, respect, trust, likeability, and sales, Okay. Sales, sales, sales. This is essential, right? Because uh, sales are everything, and we've got a crisis going on right now, as we've all discovered. And mm. by the way, the share market's getting hammered, right? Yeah. 20% drop in a matter of 10 days. Mm. Uh, businesses are going to really suffer now. Yeah. Make no mistakes. Mm. And I'm, a, I'm the positive guy here, not the negative one. But I don't you know, walk around with rose-colored glasses. The thing about that, though, is... If you haven't got the right image, personal brand, reputation right now, mm. it will have an effect on, on your business growth. So mm. you'll have lack of business growth or even whatever business you've got. Think mm. about this. You're going to lose that. Mm. Let alone forget about growing your business. You're going to lose what you've got. Yep. Okay. We know this because if you've studied history and you've looked at recessions and the last recession, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's already, by the way, it's already started. And mm. I'm sure some of your listeners are probably feeling this right now. 
Yep. Uh, and of course, what that creates is business loneliness and confusion. Mm. You know, we've got the coronavirus out there. It's creating a lot of fear in people. Okay. That also has a major effect. So what I call all of this stuff is the kiss of death of business. Mm-hmm. For professionals that might be listening to you that might want to become entrepreneurs or currently working for companies, right? It's the same thing there as well, okay? If, you know, they are the first people that normally get sacked from work, mm. okay? It's the same thing because, you know, what we're talking about here is other than your skills and your expertise, we're talking about, you know, letting the world know about how great you are. Your reputation at the end of the is going to make or make or break you, right? Spot on. Spot on, absolutely. And this is this is what our work's all about. So it's about, you know, and by the way, if you've had an effect on your reputation, my work, and we've got a lot of clients like that, what it is is what you need is definitely repositioning, rebranding, mm. okay? And mm. not only just, you know, and it could be personal rebranding. We've got a lot of success stories because, you know, what shit happens in life? Sometimes things go wrong, mm. okay? If you've had bankruptcy, for instance, I've had a lot of clients in that space. You know, they felt shame. Right? Shame that, you know, some of them wanted to jump over a bridge. I said to them, you don't have to do that. Okay? It's just a story. We're all, you know, all of this is, you know, been created stories around that. Don't worry. All right. So you made some mistakes. What are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Let's deal with it. But you've got to own it. You can't go in denial. Like it's, it's not it's, happening, right? A lot of cases where people, um, something goes bad with them and they turn that into something else, right? Exactly, and you know one of the examples I saw is that, I forget her name now, but she got she got badly burned in a, in a run a fire years ago, and um, now she's actually out there doing speaking engagements. She's on covers of books. She's she's essentially modelling stuff. So she's actually turned that around and said, "Look, I'm not going to hide away, and and from this now that I'm I'm basically going to embrace it because she's got no choice, right? So she may as well embrace it." In that situation, so I yeah, think... I know who you're talking about. The name escapes me as well, but she's yeah. an extraordinary, extraordinary woman, yeah. right? Yeah. Extraordinary, extraordinary woman, and you know, and she was on 60 Minutes, mm. uh, and you know, but look at her, right? But you, what, look at this though. Her spirit, also though, her mm. personal brand, her spirit with that attracted a great partner as well that supported her on the journey. That stuck with her, yeah. That stuck mm. with her all the way, meaning. Mm. Meaning, you know, she was so positive that she attracted that to her. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if she had a bad image of herself, even yep. with what she went through, she would have been in loneliness and despair. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you know, my approach is a holistic. It's mind, body, spirit. Okay? You can't deny any of that. Okay? But on a practical level, what we're talking about today, on a physical level, of course, presenting well gives you an opportunity to attract Personal or business? And, of course, you gave the example there of personal that she also made it into a business now mm. that I think is absolutely fantastic, a great example. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I don't know what she was doing before, but I think she's basically just a fun runner. Now she's actually got a career around it. I mean, yeah, despite the fact that, you know, obviously it's a bad way to get there, but at the end of the day she's turned that into something positive and and, and probably using it in, in advantage of getting other people to realise that, you know, you know, you've got nothing to complain about, right? She's amazing. Mm. Amazing woman. Hopefully, I'll remember her name soon. Yeah, um, it will come to me in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, but I think you know a lot of your listeners will probably 
Yeah. Have yeah. a little idea who she is. But she was on 60 Minutes, so that's a great yeah, story. Yeah, I remember seeing her there and thinking, she's got to write a book, right? Yeah, well, I think she has, actually. Yeah, she did, yeah, not long after that. I actually contacted her on LinkedIn even there as a thing. So, hey, you should write a book, but I never got But that's the thing, you know, like at the end of the day, like you, um, I think that having the confidence about your story, I think, is the big part of that. And you talk about the image, but, I mean, obviously there's the backstory, how you came about and, and what you're doing, what you're trying to do is very important to get to as well. Uh, you mean my background, right? Well, anybody's background for that yeah. matter. Like, in, in, I can see where, where logically, when you talk about your background, where logically you got from, you know, essentially dressing people and, and getting that image to move into an image business because it was something that you had expertise in because you had part of the puzzle. All you had to do was fill in the gaps. Yes, that's right. You know, and that's right. And also I had a passion for it, for it because I've always believed in beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And aestheticism, right? And it's mm. it's with all all cultures, all human beings, male, female, right across the board. It's just that sometimes stories get skewed out there mm. uh, because we all like to be around beauty. That's the way it, it is. And by the way, it's not just physical beauty. We're talking about internal beauty, positivity, you know, um, great thoughts, uh, abundance in, mm. in all aspects, you know, beautiful flowers, beautiful trees, you know, beautiful food. It's, that's all beauty, mm. you know, art and so on. So, Particularly colour, right? That's probably the biggest driver. Very, one hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent. So, if you look at, you know, if you look at uh, uh, your image, your image plays a big part in all aspects of our lives, mm. um, and you even notice it big time, especially, especially in times of hardship, because while you know, while in, in times of hardship where people's shoulders fall, you know, and, and their heads bow, you know, somebody that feels good about themselves with all the, you know, all the challenges around them mm. is walking with their head high, okay? And that's part of image, you know. So, and if you look at successful, you know, personal brands like, you know, Richard Branson with Virgin, Elon Musk uh, with Tesla, okay? Oprah Winfrey with a whole empire, it was personal brand, corporate brand. Okay, so when you're talking about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship and pers- so corporate brand, personal brand in entrepreneurship is like like this. It works like that. Mm, together, yeah. In, in the corporate world, in the corporate world, it became less so because, for instance, the bank, as an example, does not have a face. Mm. Okay. Faceless organizations. A faceless organization is an example. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, you know, at times, at times then um, uh, <laughs> you've got no one, you know, who represents these guys, right? As an example, mm-hmm. where, you know, with a business, an entrepreneurial business, uh, a startup and so on, there's a face there that says, look, I'm going to do this for you. And I promise you, I'm going to do this. You know, and I, if I screw up, you can come and check me out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're trying to do that with your bank. Mm. Mm. No, okay. because they run a... Yeah, good luck finding who runs the show, right? That's right. <laughs> but the only reason they get away with it is because we know in history, the man with the gold is always king. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, when I was in the bank, we used to have a rule, you know, the, um, who makes the gold makes the rules. Exactly, exactly. So we understand the game, okay? Mm. What we're talking about here is in the entrepreneurial world, you know, there's different ways of playing it, Okay as opposed to some, you know, some other world like the corporate world at that level. 
Do you see that happen? Like in, in people that really should be creating a personal brand, they're trying to create a faceless organization. Do you see still see that happening? Because I see that happening. Where people yeah, well, actually think that they've got a their website or, or their brand's got to look faceless almost. Yes, because look, that of course, um, that historically has been there. Yeah, mm. I think any smart organization today, even even and you know a positive, evolving, uh, new bank brand, mm. will be putting their people at the forefront of that. Mm. Okay. Uh, because you know what? We're talking about trust here. So if your leadership is afraid of showing their face, who they are and so on, yep. really, what are you afraid of? Yeah. Yeah? Mm. I mean, you know, what are you afraid of? Just put yourself out there, position yourself, let, you know, get to know your clients, you know, um, knowing at least who we can identify with as a leader or the, man or the leadership team. Uh, and your, you know, your staff and so on. Why not? I mean, that's that's great for relationship building. Mm. You know, from a customer service point of view and so on. So, so you know, you can't avoid that anymore. That's my point. Yeah, right? you can't avoid that anymore. And of course, look at politicians. Politicians use their image as the number one thing to become electable. Mm. Yeah, it's not their policies you vote for. No. You're voting on their image. Mm. So if you study, um, like I have, a lot of the most powerful people on the planet, uh, image is like right up there. Yeah. When they build their reputation, that's like iconic status, mm. right? Then they play on other things. But you've got to get that right from the start. Um, you know, you've got to get that right from the start because otherwise then you're getting, you know, you're given an opportunity for others to shoot you down. Mm. In business, it's going to happen immediately. For instance, we, we're just, you know, speaking about image right now. As you know, in business, before people do business with you, they're going to check you out. Yep. They're going to get your LinkedIn profile. If your image on LinkedIn prof on your profile is not up to uh, quality, congruent with who you are and so on, you'll be sabotaged. You know, this to this day, I still see people put their logo as their image. That's right. Okay. <laughs> exactly. scary, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and I've, I've met some of those people, some of them were uh, or have become some of our clients. It's mm -hmm. because it's a lot of, and a lot of people aren't doing it just to sort of be shifty or anything like that. A lot of them just are, you know, they've been conditioned Oh, I don't like photos, for instance. Mm. Right? Oh, I don't want people looking at me. Mm. That's why part of my coaching work is to get rid of that stuff. Mm. You know, because life is too short. That yep. every human being on the planet has got a desire in their gut that wants to be expressed. Mm -hmm. Okay, but there's fears around that, stories going on, trauma, whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. That has suppressed that that expression. Part of this work is to bring it out. And yeah. have fun doing it, for God's sake. Mm. You know, mm. enjoy it, enjoy it, and just, just go for it. You know, and that's, that's my work. So, yeah. one question I always ask my guests lately, and that is, what would you tell your younger self? What piece of advice would you tell your younger self? If you could do a Back to the Future. <laughs> what would you tell your younger self? Me, um, I got a couple of million dollar mistakes that I've made. I think I'd, I'd probably, in some respects, make sure I check things out deeper and look looked at further for it. But the trouble is, when you don't have the experience, you don't know, right? 
And so to me, it's it's that it's checking things out a bit more in the big bigger decisions than you make. Sometimes you make big decisions that you probably should have looked into a bit more. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So you're saying you know bring some logic into it. Yeah, and, and maybe um, just think out a bit further. I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes you don't know it's a big decision. You know, like in some cases, it's a little decision that you think, oh, I just made this little decision end up being a big decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you got that, led down a road, right? That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that's always a great question. I, you know how I would answer you? I'd say I, I would have listened to my mum and dad more. Right. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Right. And, that, and that's part of this generational thing now, isn't it? That the, the parents and the grandparents are just put away somewhere, whereas in modern Asian cultures, they, they stay in the home and they live there and they, they impart their knowledge. But in, in, in sort of Western culture, it's, it's very much like it, as soon as they get to a certain age, you just push them off to home and that's it. You never talk to them again. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- and I think that's sad, mm. really, really sad, uh, and it's creating all sorts of problems in our society. Because you can see, you know, they can say, oh, well, you know, I've seen this, you know, like in some cases people would still be alive that saw the, the you know, you talk about coronavirus, they would have seen that 1918, you know, the people maybe just still alive that would remember that or, you know, not long ago. And so I think, right. you know, they would understand what it's like back then, what that was about. That's right. But no, history books don't tell you that stuff. They don't. Look, I mean, the the family component you just alluded to um, is very important. In the work I do, your personal brand also is part of that. Yes. You know, so when you ask me, you know, people know me as an image maker. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, what am I really? Um, uh, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a brother. Mm. You know, and a good friend, hopefully. Mm. You know, so there's more important things at times than. You know what my vocation defines me as. Yes. Yeah. And that's and that's part of the character of you know bringing you know and bringing that story also as part of your personal brand. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and sharing some of that because really uh, I light up more talking about my kids. Yeah, for sure. Than talking about my business. You know. Yeah. Because one thing leads to another, right? At the end of the day, is intertwined. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know. And it's very, very important. So, you know, the, the, the sadness of all of that is today you've got our kids, you know, our kids, especially in the Western world, like you said, are going through major crisis right now. You know, you've got suicide out of control. Yep. You've got drug addiction out of control. You've got family breakdown out of control. I, I would ask the question, how did we get here? Mm, mm. Okay, how do we get here? And for me, that's a serious issue, you know, mm. because um, in you know in the work we do, uh, we work closely with uh, numerous charities. But uh, um, we have done, you know, we, we did a program a few years ago called One Life for the prison system, mm. with young young boys, uh, and that was all young kids under the age of eighteen that are in prison, and we did a whole, you know transformational life branding yeah. series for seven weeks that like was some of the best work in my life, you know, including transformations, you know, understanding how to present themselves, manners, right, respect and all that sort of stuff. And what I said to them when I went in the room, I said, you're all entrepreneurs, okay, 
but you're putting your energy your direct in the wrong direction. Mm. Mm. The energy has to go into proactivity for humanity, yeah. society, Rather not in negativity when you do destruction. <laughs> you know, so it was fantastic, you know. And yeah. we're about to start a new program with a big brother, big sister, right. around young people. So, yeah. you know, this stuff is essential today. Um, and when you go back into our kids, uh, you know, our kids' manners have been taken away from society in the last 20 years. Mm. Uh, why? I should know because I used to run a whole program on protocol and etiquette. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, we used to run it very effectively. And basically, um, in the last, you know, in the last 15 years, it went downhill like this mm. because corporations said to us, our oh, manners don't matter anymore. Mm. Uh, <laughs> right. And of course, what's happening now? Right, the respect and manners have been thrown out the window, and we've got all sorts of problems out there. And by the way, manners are back in vogue big time. Mm. Okay, because what you've got is leaders that follow verbatim nonsense. Okay, that goes away from wisdom and first principles. Mm. Common sense. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They go away from common sense because they picked up the latest trend or whatever. Nonsense, mm. nonsense, nonsense. Wisdom mm. is the driver. For everything that I do, okay, mm. it's a first principle. Mm. So you know, um, can you imagine that, right? Manners are not important. Mm. That means no respect. That means no respect for your elders. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, no respect for your teachers, right? Mm. Mm. No respect for when you're driving in the street and you know who, who's your next, uh, you know, following you in the car, and before you know, you you know, you get into a big uh, argument. So it's for me, it's it's a serious issue, and of course, look at where that's led: trolls mm. online, mm. bullying. Okay, all of these things are out of control. Anarchy, um, <laughs> crazy, right? So you know, so part of your image is also around you know how you see yourself, right? If you're disrespectful, arrogant, uh, and you have no time for other people, then and, you know, don't expect them in the world to treat you well. Mm. The universe only will give you back what you're putting out. Yep. You know, if you want to live your life like that, then you're going to get feedback from the universe that says, hey, we don't like that. And mm. it's going to be up to you to deal with it. So I relate that without getting very fairy to your image. Yeah. If you're putting out an image that says, right, unsuccessful, and you're not, you're not getting what you're looking for, there's only one person to blame for that. Mm. You. Mm. 80% so, of your problems inside your own business or inside your own head, right? Thank you very much. Go back in the mirror and really go in. Don't blame the world. Mm. You know, stop being a victim. Mm. Okay? There's no power in you being a victim. No. The power is with you yeah. to transform you. Mm. You know, and that's the bottom line um, of what this work's all about, right? So there's the fun side of, you know, making you look great. You know, with a makeover or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, it's threaded with the internal. Okay. Mm. So it has sustainability long term. Mm. You know, otherwise, otherwise you can, you know, you can put uh, lipstick on a pig, right? Yeah. It's still a pig. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I say that with a lot of love and compassion. Yeah. Uh, yeah some of your listeners <laughs> will find that at least enjoyable to listen to. But, uh, you know, there's no harm. I mean, we, you know, I care about people, yeah? yeah. Uh, and sometimes when you care around people, 
um, sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. Mm. You know, after all, you know, when it comes to my clients, I mean, that's what they pay me good money for, mm. right? To learn things specifically that they're afraid to deal with by themselves. Yeah. You know, Makes sense. So, and I'm sure it's similar with you, John, you know, uh, but it's, it's definitely coming from a, a, you know, a considered position of not hurting somebody's feelings, right? Yeah. This is about, you know, because when somebody, you know, new haircut, you know, new clothes, you know, whatever, I mean, so, for some people you can get a bit sensitive, right? Yeah. But we make it fun. We make it fun. You know. Yeah, and I think you've got to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then it will come across as well, right? Because in the, the day, one hundred, one hundred percent. It's definitely. Yeah, mm. they enjoy it, but I enjoy it as well, and my team mm. enjoys it mm. because we're passionate about helping people look, you know, present um, and bring out their magic, mm. you know, to the maximum. So that's that's. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. I mean, I, I was um, when I was looking at your original when we originally made connections and I had a look at what you've done and the breadth of work and. The amount of you know contacts you've made over the years is quite impressive, I thought. So, um, and I, I know that they, if they go to imagegroup.com.au, they can they can sort of touch base with you. But what are you, what are you looking for in terms of someone says, okay, I, I really like what I've, I've heard. What sort of um, people do you do you actually want to look for in terms of business clients for you? Yeah, look, I mean, I, you know, for your for your listeners specifically. Yep. Let me. Our normal clientele is executives, professionals, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, startups, and change makers. Yeah. And change makers really is anybody that really wants to make a difference out there, sustainable, and wants the support um, to do it in a contrarian way. Yep. Okay. As opposed to just buying the book and copying the book. Okay? Yeah. Some crazy ideas. So that's who our clients are. You know, for your listeners, if they contact us and met, mention. Uh, Evolpreneur, yep. uh, John North, what they'll get is uh, a half-hour personal image action audit. Okay, cool. And what does that mean? It, it means they will come directly online like this, like we're doing today. Yep. You will tell me at least three things right now that are holding you back, okay? You would come present it in a way where we would guide you on how you would present, for instance, maximum influence meeting mm-hmm. and we will give you instant feedback nice and you'll get instant feedback that says you're, you're sabotaging yourself here sabotaging yourself there, or you're winning here 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 i'm going to give you both i'm going to balance it for you mm. but we're not going to hold back mm. Mm. from there you'll have an opportunity to say oh that's interesting you can ask further questions but at least you've got now an audit a professional order from someone that doesn't mince words Yep. And doesn't need to get re-elected. Yep. Okay? <laughs> it doesn't have Obviously, to be nice to you necessarily, right? <laughs> I not, look, nice, no, everyone wants, I'm going to be nice to you because, you know, Which is I like people to like me, right? Sure. I don't want people to hate me. It's no, not no. about that. There's a variation, right? If, you, if you're nice for the purpose of just saying, oh, that's nice, that means nothing, right? No. I, all I am interested in, no, that's not the, my biggest, my biggest thing is that you know this guy, this guy's on my side. Mm. And he's going to basically do whatever it takes. Like you know, we're in, we're at war right now, and yeah. he's going to he's going to do whatever it takes to help me get through this. Okay, mm. and that's and that, and that's our approach. So sometimes you got to you know, but it's it's but as I said, it's fun. Fun is at the top of the thing. If we're mm. not having fun, our client or us, we wouldn't be doing it. 
So from that, they'll get a, you know, they'll get access to understanding what this is all about. And then if we have a further conversation to be around then some of their real challenges around their personal image, brand, reputation, yep, you know, cool. uh, negative or positive, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Mm -hmm. We create a pathway around that and a roadmap of how we're going to get there. Yep. Makes uh, sense. Excellent. That's uh, and, you know, and, and it's about walking the talk here. Uh, and if you've looked at, you know, if I said to you, I'm going to get you onto Forbes magazine or Entrepreneur magazine or, uh, you know, or uh, uh, CNBC, it's because I've also done that for me mm. Mm. and for our clients. Yeah. So this is not giving you a theoretical, right? This is practical, on hands. Um, uh, experience on how we've done that. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not just talking about it. And this is very important because then you know you you feel confident in trusting this guy. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. You, That's great. And you can't fake him for thirty odd years. No, exactly right. So I really think that's a great thing. You know, obviously offering it as a free audit, so let you know, rectify, take advantage of it, and and get an external view of it because I think that's the biggest part is that entrepreneurs themselves are typically a lonely business. People, you know, their friends want to give them advice that's not really worth necessarily what they need to get. They need to get advice from someone who actually sees it from the outside properly. 100%. Well, you said lonely business. The big one that comes up from there is lone, uh, lone wolves, right? Mm. And lone wolves basically might run fast. Yep. But they rarely build anything of sustainability long term, mm. you know. Mm. Because you got to learn, as you know, even if you're an introvert, right, and you're just working behind your computer all day, you've got to learn how to relate with people, mm. right, mm. with networks, with connections and so on. All the stuff we already know, but at times we might be fearful of doing. You've got to do it. Mm. Yeah. What, you know, my, my approach around that is we've got a whole system around that. Mm. So our personal branding system, uh, the IGI personal branding system, is not something we just talk about. We, it's, it's all systemized. You've got to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to do that. So the personal branding system, although I'm not going to go into that today, sure. you know, is foundations, right? Build your foundations first. That's why image comes into play. From the If the foundations are strong, then we go into promotion and getting you known. Mm. And from there, then it's all cash in after that. Yep. Some clients come to me, they've got no foundations. They say, I want to become this. Mm. But mm. you've got nothing here. You haven't got that. <laughs> exactly. Okay? So you want me to just fake it for you. Can I try moving the furniture into a house that's not even built? <laughs> you know, but yeah. definitely, you know, but definitely, uh, we, you know, we create an invented future for them. Yeah. Okay. And that's an essential component in brand building, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because obviously you're here, you're, you want to go there. It's about making it easy for the client to see that. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, and my word and my promise is behind everything I say. Um, look, you can see me. I'm clear. <laughs> My office is in Melbourne, uh, South Yarra. I've got an office in Sydney. You can come and see me. I'm not running away, not hiding behind something, you know, and that's the key of authentic personal branding. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You're there. Yeah, and you represent your own brand. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you so much, John, for... Um, yeah, great having fun with you, mate. Yeah, you're right. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, maybe we'll have yeah. another conversation and go in deep on something else with you in terms of so much there. So really appreciate your time. And you're a champion. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, mate. Thanks. I really appreciate it. And goodbye, uh, listeners. And please get in touch with us. Cool. And we'll Ciao. put the we'll put the links up on the on our on our podcast for people to look at it as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cheerio.